New chapter. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we will be beginning a new parak, parak Ha'isha, uh, and that is Daf Pei Zayin in Maseches Psachim Paz. Um, and uh, we're going to be learning a whole bunch of sugas that uh, relate to women and Korban Pesach. Um, there are, of course, uh, just a general shayla, the chiv of a woman by Korban Pesach. We, we do presume that a woman is, might, might be chayeves, but it's afalpi that it's misvasishas mangrama. Okay, uh, that's not going to be our sugya for tonight. But as we start our mission on the top of Pezayin and what we are going to do is discuss when a woman is married and she has both a father and a husband who had her in mind to be mamuna, to be a, a part of the count for a Korban Pesach. So one of the people to eat a kezais of the Korban Pesach at this woman's father's house was this woman and at the husband's house as well. So there was two Korbanos Pesach and each one had a kezais with this woman's name on it. So what's the din? So the Mishnah opens at the top of Perak Ha'isha Da Pezayin Amaral Fa'isha Baila. When a woman is living uh, in her own apartment with her husband, but at the same time, Shachat Aleha Baila Vishachat Aleha two different people allocated uh, part of their korban Pesach for her. Talacha is tochal mishel baila. She should eat uh, eat from the korban Pesach that her husband prepared for her. It's not so surprising, but davak pretty normal. Halcha regel rishon lasos bebeisavia. If she decided to have yontif by her father's house and uh, at the same uh, at that at that home, the same thing happened. Shachar aleavia v'shachar baila. Um, I don't know why the son-in-law wasn't included on, in the father-in-law's korban, but anyways, the, the husband and the father did the same thing. So the halacha is tochal b'makom, she wrote it. She can eat from whichever korban she chooses. What about a yasom, a person who has no parents? Yasom sheshachto alav aputropsin. They have people who are guardians who are making a korban on behalf of a yasom. The halacha is yochal b'makom, she wrote it. He can choose where and what he eats. Eved shal shnei shutfen lo yochal mishal shnehen. An eved who is shared by two people we cannot just simply assume that either one of them is okay because maybe one excluded him intentionally. So the Rashi, Rashi here writes that this only would work. The only time he could eat is where the two bilim get together and they say, yes, we have a shared Evid. Who's going to feed him, me or you? And once they decide that, then he can partake of that person's. But Stam, without a dialogue, that's not going to work. And most complicated case of the Mishnah, if you have a person who is half uh, Eved and half Ben Choren, this is a very complicated case because there's an aspect of this person that is still uh, not Mechuyah because he's a Chetzio Eved and Chetzio Ben Choren. So it's not so Pasha that he could bring it all. He cannot eat. Now, one of the cases where the Gemara is going to pick up on as we open the Gemara 10 lines down on Pezayin and Aleph is the case where she went to her father's house. She then was offered a Korban Pesach by her husband and by her father. We said in the Mishnah, she can choose. So then the Gemara says, excuse me, it seems to be that we have what's called Brera. We've learned about this a number of times in Shas, well-known Shas. So yeah. The concept of Brera is where we have a reality right now that's based on an indecision from prior. And the reality now, we are allowed to assume what could have been prior, even though it didn't happen that way. So what's going on here? The assumption is that when it comes time for her to eat from the Korban Pesach, she gets to pick. But if she gets to pick, well, what, what happened? What was the Kavana during the Korban? So what was her Kavana? What, so we say, Yesh Breira, that we can retroactively allow her to choose whichever one she, she wants. So that seems to imply from our Mishnah, Yesh Breira, says the Gemara, nope, not quite, my rotze. When the Mishnah says that if Tochal uh, B'makom Shehi rotza, that she can eat from whichever Korban Pesach she wants, 
That was talking about where was her ratzon v'shas shechita. It's not a case of Breira. The rotza was from the time of the korban, in which case Breira is not relevant. Breira is only a question when you're looking in the past at an episode that had, that had a lack of clarity. We don't know who did the shechita, but here that's what the Gemara is qualifying to say, that yes, we do know who uh, brought this korban, and that's how the Gemara gets out of the Brera question. This Mishnah is not supporting the Shita of Yesh Brera, but rather when the wife was choosing if she wanted to partake from the korban Pesach of her husband of her, or of her father, that rotza, her desire, was evident already Shita. so therefore this is not the sugya of Brera. Brera is only looking in the past, not looking in the present. Uriminhu, we have a question that is raised from the Tanoim. What is the question of the Gemara? Says the Gemara, Isha Regel Harishon. A woman who is by regal rishon, and everybody makes her a korban, so she has to eat from her father's house. That's not what our Mishnah said. Our Mishnah said she gets to choose. That's a steer in, in the Tanaim. Let's finish out this b'risa. After, after the regal rishon, uh, sorry. At that point, she gets to choose. But by the first regal, she doesn't get to choose. But that's a seer in our mission. Our mission says she, our mission says she gets to choose on the regal rishon, and the brisa says she does not. How does the Gemara answer that question? 12, 13 lines down. She was excited to be at her father's house. But where she's not excited, so then uh, then she follows. Um, Isha regal then then she can choose, but if she's excited to go to her father's house, then she should eat from her father's house. as the pasuk writes, shalom, a very peaceful relationship, as referenced by the pasuk. She's so excited to run to her beisavia to tell him how amazing the relationship is with her husband and with her husband's parents, the in-laws. We got a good one. Everything is good. The relationship is givaldic. So that level of, of comfort and, and, and desire to be by her father's house is enough of a gorim to require her to eat from the korban Pesach of her father. The Meforshimir point out that this is not kidichsiv, but rather ksiv. And we're going to begin now a number of, of agaratas that will take up the entire blot, for the re- remaining blot for the day. Says the Gemara's Fals ksiv, the Pesach writes, v'haya, at some point, you're going to start calling me your husband, the mashal of the Klal Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch You're going to start calling me your husband instead of, you're going to call me my woman, will say my husband, instead of my master, Ba'ali. There's no comparison. Once uh, To make someone comfortable, Be'veis Chami in the in-laws house is much more of an accomplishment than it would be Be'veis Aviha. Referring to a young woman who has yet to be developed. She doesn't have the capacity to nurse. She has no breasts. This is a reference to the city of Elam. Rashi writes, this is where Daniel was from. Rashi, two inches below where we are. So that's where he lived. What is unique about this? And what is the comparison to a young girl that is uh, in a scenario who cannot nurse them? You're able to learn, but you're not able to teach. So the mashal, of course, is by the nursing mother. She's able to give milk to others. But Shadaim Einla, this city of Elam was, 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 it was incapable of teaching. Well, I don't know what the challenge was, but they were incapable of teaching. So that Pasuk is a reference to the times of Daniel in, in that city. 
What does the Pasuk mean in Shira Shemanichoma Vishadai Kimigdalos? What does it mean that says that I am like a wall Vishadai Kimigdalos? And yes, she is developed and can nurse. So that Amar of Yochananichoma Zotorah, the Torah always protects us like the wall of a city. Vishadai Kimigdalos, what does it mean that she was able to nurse, that she was developed? Elu Talmidi Chachamim, who teach Torah to others, just like a mother can nurse a child. The Rav Amar, another shot in this pasuk, Anichama Zoknesis Yisrael. When when it says Anichama, I am the wall. This is a reference to the Jewish people. V'shadai kimigdalos that a a woman is developed and able to nurse. Elu bate kinesios bate midrashos, like the place that we're in right now. That ha- these are places where people are yonic from, that they draw from, just like a nursing mother gives to her child. Amar Rav Zutra Bar Tuvia Amar Rav. This is all the early Amoraim. And we're trying to figure out the following pasuk. See, what does the pasuk mean? It says, that our boys are like uh, small trees, saplings that grew up in their youth. Our daughters are are like the corners of the heichal that are formed in the heichal. What's shot in this pasuk? What does it mean that our boys are like saplings? So says the Gemara, the purity, the innocence of childhood, that they were not toying tamchit. What does it mean that our daughters are, are like corners? Corners have no doors. So says the Gemara, These are the, the machlokas in Rashi here. Rashi, I should say, quotes two shitas. It's either focusing on the basulos Yisrael. These are women who had maintained their, their besulim, that they had never had tash she'ogdos, that they close off themselves, le'ba'alein, until they're married. But the second shita in Rashi says, no, that it's referring to the ogdos from the word magid lahagid, that they would tell their spouses when they were anida so that they could avoid all of the isurim of tash Mashamita with a woman who is anida. V'chein hu omer, and similarly assuming, this fits perfectly with uh, the second Shita in Rashi about the fact that it was a reference to them being Ogdos Pischen and to reference when a woman would begin bleeding for Hilchos Nida. The Chainu Omer similarly, Malu Kimizrak, Kizavios Mizbech, just like the Mizbech had blood on it from the Zriko Saddam, so too a reference to the woman. The word Zavios has a reference to that. However, Ibaisema, some say that that's not what the word means, but rather Mehacha, Mizavinu Malayim, Mefikim, Mizan Elzan, another reference to the word Zavis. Um, that could connect back to our understanding of this Pasuk that refers to women as benosenu kids of What does the Pasuk then mean at the end of the Pasuk? Why is it referencing these boys who are like saplings that shalotam tamchet and the women who are like zavios that they're magidin pischen lebaalein? What's the merit of these two people? That's pshat in the Pasuk. Wow, if someone is not toim tamchet, so then. Wonderful. That is as if they built the Heichal in their days. And if a woman is makbed on Hilchos Nida, or if a woman maintains her basulim until she gets married, there too, why, which, whichever Pshad and Rashi is correct, then it says, if ki'ilu nivne Heichal bimeim, we sometimes overlook the most simple things, just avoiding the Averas. It's ki'ilu nivne Heichal. It's a very powerful idea. The Pasuk reads, Diber Hashem, Diber uh, Diber? The Pasuk says, Devar, neither. Devar Hashem Asher Haya El Hoshea, the Gomer, Bemeuzio, Yosam Achaz, Yechizkio, Melch Yehuda. This Pasuk references the following idea. The first of the long lines, 10, 12 lines from the bottom of the page, Pezayim, but I'll Echad. In one chapter in history, in one short time, Nisnabu Dalad Nevim, there were four Nevim. That uh, that were were being were giving nevuah the gadol shebekula and hoshea and the greatest of them was was hoshea shenemar tchilas dvar hashem beoshea the first conversation was with hoshea says the gemara the obvious question the chibeoshea diber tchila 
No, he was not the first Navi. There were plenty of Navi between Moshe and Hoshe. So what's shot in the Pasuk that uh, they started talking about Hoshe? Says the Gemara, an obvious answer, three lines into the wide lines, of Of these four, Hoshea was the was the most critical. Who were giving Nibu at that time. Who were the four? Hoshea, Yeshaya, Amos, Umicha. The Gemara now tells a particularly disturbing story about Hoshea. Um, he got himself into a little bit of trouble, and then he did tshuva, and he got himself out of trouble. But it wasn't good for the Jewish people. And this is, uh, it's, it's really um, a disser- a dis- just an, uh, an uncomfortable story in a little, in a way, you'll, as we'll see shortly. Of course, Hoshea is a Navi. His job is to rebuke the Jewish people. So Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Hoshea, the people, the people are not doing right. The Jewish people have sinned. Now, what should he have answered? What should Hoshea's answer been? The same as it was by Moshe and many other Nevi'im. But HaKadosh Baruch they're your children. You should forgive them. Forgive them. These are the children of your, of your, of your kindness. You should, uh, you should make it that uh, you forgive them. Now, forget about the fact that he didn't give that answer, but he gave a much worse answer, one that makes us question, how could it be that Hoshea was such a Navi? What does Hoshea say back to a Kaddish Baruch Hu when Hashem says, You own the whole world. Go get a new nation. Wow, just throwing us out. <laughs> okay, we, I'm not saying that we're such great. We're the perfect people. We make a lot of mistakes. But for a Navi to have that response, why didn't, why didn't Hoshea come to our defense? So Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he's, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kav Yochel, is having a conversation with himself. He's talking out loud. What am I going to do with this guy? What am I going to do with Hoshea? This is crazy. He wants to throw out the Jewish people. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu hatches a plan. Here's the plan. Omer lo, lech v'kach isha zona. You should go marry a woman who is a zona, who is intimate with many people. The holy lach banim zinunim. You should have children with her. Banim zinunim, children of this woman who is a prostitute. V'achar kach, omer lo, shalcha me'al panecha. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell him that he needs to marry a woman who is a, um, who is a harlot, and they're going to have a bunch of children. Then I'm going to ask them to get divorced. Now, obviously, this is like the exper- experiential side of education. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting Hoshea into a scenario where he's going to feel like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. You're going to tell me you want me to get rid of my Klal Yisrael? Why don't you try it? Why don't you try it? You get married to someone and have a bunch of kids. Is it perfect? It may not be perfect. Then you're going to get rid of them. So that this is actually exactly what happened because uh, the Pesukim reflect this. But let's finish out a Kodesh Baruch Hu's uh, conversation that he's having with himself. If Hoshea is able to, to get rid of the children, quote unquote, to, to just divorce this woman that he's married to, this, uh, this Isha Zona and their children, so then, Afani Then I'll grant Hoshea's wish that I'll get rid of the Jewish people. All of this is reflected in the pasuk. The pasuk reads. The pasuk reads. Hashem el Hoshea zinunim Hashem. So fine, you're supposed to go. Uh, you're supposed to go find this this woman. And the pasuk continues. And he married a Zona, a woman who uh, was a prostitute. Her name was Gomer Bas Divlein, but her name was not Stam. Her name had a lot of very negative implications. Gomer, Omar Rav she was someone that a lot of people were intimate with. Bas Divlein, as we turn to the top of Pezayin and Mabez, what is Bas Divlein? Double. Divlein is a double, like uh, Pa'amayim. So what does the doubling mean? Dibara Bas Dibara. 
She was she had a bad reputation, and so did her mother. Two generations of the same profession. Ushmuel Amar, no. What does it mean, divlaim, from the word devela, uh, from a food that has a that has a positive flavor? Shemesuka befiakol kedvela. She was someone that everybody found attractive. Rabbi Yochanan Amar sheakol dashin bakedvela. People took advantage of her, and uh, this is a, a clearly um, some type of euphemism for Tash Meshamita. Some say, no, that's not what Gomer meant. Gomer was a reference to something else. When, when her name was Gomer, Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, she wanted to take away all of the money from the Jewish people. And that's what happened. Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Gomru. In fact, that occurred where they took spoils and they took all the money from the Jewish people in that community at that time. They were basically like, uh, like the dirt and everybody was trampling all over the Jews. They had nothing left. Okay, story continues. Um, so Hosea marries Gomer. Then they had three children. Hashem Hashem says to Hosea, she gets pregnant, they have a baby. Kara Shemo Yisrael. That should be your son's name, Yisrael. I'm going to get rid of them from the Jewish people. Then she gets pregnant again, first of the long lines. In quotes, that is her name. Do not have Rachami. That's a terrible name to give a child if you're ever giving advice to those who, uh, who are looking for a name. The child's name was No pity, no mercy. I don't plan on having more rachamim. How long do you want me to carry their averas for? And then she had a third child. You are not part of my nation. You're not my nation, and I'm not going to help you anymore. Now, here comes the kicker. This is where HaKadosh Baruch Hu lays on the educational moment for Hosea. After Hosea has these three children, two boys and one girl with Gomer Basti Blaine, Omar lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem says to Hosea, Shouldn't you have learned from Moshe Rabbeinu? Just like with Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was Porish Minoisha because he could get a Nevuah at any time. Even you, you, should, you shouldn't have ever had Tash Meshamita. You should get rid of your wife. So this is a Svara Kozevis. This is not a very good Svara because we know that only Moshe had such a restriction because most other Nevim, all other Nevim had their Nevuah at night. They had them derech Only Moshe Rabbeinu was Asbaklar Yahamiir. He was able to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu directly. So the Gemara's argument that he should divorce his wife because of Moshe—it's not. It's very the, the Mephorshim struggle with this. Why are you saying that? That doesn't really work out very well. Either way, what's Hosea's response? About a quarter of the way down, Amar Lo. Hosea says to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, "Rebono Shalolam, Yeshli Bani Mimena." We have children together, me and Gomer Garsha. I can't kick her out and I can't divorce her. Says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, exactly, exactly. Why did you tell me to go find the Jews, uh, to go find another nation to replace the Jews because Banecha Chatu, because the Jews sinned? You, Hosea, your wife is a prostitute. And your children are the children of a prostitute. You're not even sure they're your kids. And Kach, that was the answer that you gave. When I said Banecha Chatu, you said, ah, out with them. You don't even know that these are your children. You're not willing to get rid of them. Yisrael, but the Jewish people, Shane Banai, they're my children. Bene Bachunai, they're the children of my tested ones. Bene Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the children of our forefathers. 
One of the four kinyonim that I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, have in this world. And then the Gemara interjects what those four are. Number one, Torah, Kinyan Echad. That's the first one. Kanani, The second Kinyan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has is Shemaim Ba'aretz. That's Kinyan Echad. The base of Mikdash is Kinyan Echad. This mountain. And Yisrael, Kinyan Echad. Anyways, that's just like a, in brackets. So then the Gemara continues, That's crazy. You're not even sure that these children are your children. And you're, will, you're not even willing to, I know these are my children, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I, I'm just not willing to get rid of them. Your answer is a bad answer. That's just not right. So the curtain has been peeled back and Hosea recognizes what happened. Once, a, once Hosea recognized his mistake, then he made another mistake. Amad And he says to Kaddish Baruch Hu, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Can you help me? Kaddish Baruch Hu is angry at this point. Before you sit here and grovel in front of me to help you, your job is not you. You're, my, you're on a puppet string for me. Your job is to help Klai. So why are you davening for yourself? You should be davening for the clown. They have three bad gzeros because of you. You should be davening. That's Taka, the Musr hit. Now he finally recognized what happened. Hoshea began to daven. That Hoshea requested from a Kodesh Baruch Hu Rachamim for Klal Yisrael. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu had Rachamim and Uvatel Gzeira. And then... After we turned a corner, after Hosea recognized that he made an error and David, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu started giving brachos to the Jewish people, Shema'emar. And we'll see a reversal of the languages of the children that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Hosea to name the children of Gomer, Bas, Divlaim. We're halfway, almost halfway down. The Jews will be, uh, will be uh, numerous like the Chol uh, Hayam, like the uh, grains of sand. And in a place where I would have thought it was lo ami, of course, referencing the name of the child, that was lo ami. They are, in fact, my children. Everyone's going to gather together. And then it also says, I will have Rachamim and those who are Lo Ruchama, a play off of the name of the daughter of Lo Ruchama. Fine, very good. End of story. The Gemara now goes into a number of brief, to a number of uh, of brief agaratas, and then we'll wrap up for the night. Amar of Yochanan, oy la lerabbanus shemikaveres es baaleha. Not rabbanus in the rabbinic form, but rabbanus in the leadership of the of the kingdom form. People who are who are in a makom sirara, those who are in serious leadership positions shemikaveres es baaleha. Those people end up dying young. The Navi, he managed to live, but all of them ended up having about four kings during their tenure as a Navi. Shinemar, as the Pasuk writes, the Pasuk writes, let me find it so I could read it properly. The Pasuk is Chazon Yeshayahu Ben Amos, famous Pasuk from Yeshaya, the famous Haftorah. Chazon Yeshayahu Ben Amos, Asher Chaza al Yehudav Yerushalayim. And who did Yeshayahu the Navi see? Bimei Uziyahu, Yosam. These are four different kings that he saw during his reign. So that Pasuk tells us about the fact that the Rabbanus says, Next, Amar of Yochanan. 
Why is it that the Navi specifically mentions Yeravam ben Yoash was a Melech of Yisrael amongst the kings of Malchai Yehuda? So first of all, why is that a Mila? Weren't the Malchai Yisrael also Chashub? So the Mephorshim here explained that's because the Davidic dynasty only emanated from Yehuda. So they kind of were on another plateau. So when they're listing a number of the... Um, of the, the kings of Yehuda, they also included a king of Yisrael, of Yeravim ben Yoash. Why was he included in that more chashub list of the Malche Yehuda? Answers the Gemara three lines before the wide lines. Because the story, which we will see in a moment, that Yeravim ben Yoash was not willing to hear, was not willing to accept Lashon Hara um, about Amos, even though it was quite personal. Says the Gemara, how do we know that, uh, that Yeravim ben Yoash was included with the Malche Yehuda? Because of what the Pasuk writes. The Pasuk writes, the Pasuk says, Devar Hashem Asher Hayal Hoshea ben Be'eri, Nimeuzia, Yosam Achaz, Yechizkiya, Malche Yehuda, all of those kings. And look who's added in the Pasuk. So we see the Pasuk specifically includes Yeravim ben Yoash amongst the list of Malchei Yehuda. And what was the story whereby he did not accept Lashon Hara about Amos? Because the Pasuk teaches us as follows, first long line, You got people who are plotting against you. The Pasuk continues later and says, Amos Yamus Amos was saying that you're going to get killed. Omar, what was Yeravam's response? It's Lashon Hara. He says, Chas v'shalom, Omar oso tzadik kach. There's no way that Amos would have said that. Amos was a holy yid. He's not going to say that I'm going to die. And then here's the crazier part. V'im Omar, and even if he did say it, Ma'e'eselom, Shechina Amralo. He's so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, must be from the Shechina. That is a very firm perspective on uh, people who are issuing threats to you. The poskim do write that in cases like this, when you hear Lashon Hara and there is a risk, you're allowed to mitigate that risk in behavior to avoid dangerous scenarios, whatever it may be. But to be makabal the Lashon Hara emotionally, that is something which is not allowed. This is a very lofty level. The poskim also speak about the fact that to, sometimes to hear someone vent, Hear someone vent is considered an act of chesed, and sometimes that venting may include lashon hara. So the post can say you're technically allowed. This is a very very tall order. You're technically allowed to listen if someone needs to vent about someone else's lashon hara, rachilus, whatever it is. You're technically allowed to listen, provided that you're not deeply makabel the lashon hara. You can listen and validate, but it doesn't mean that what they're saying is true, and you're not allowed to believe that what they're saying is true. So here, Yeravam, uh, Yeravam ben Yoash took it to the next level. Someone threatened to kill him. He's like, I don't believe you, and even if it is true, a kaddish baruch who is running the world. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, uh, two, three lines into the wide lines, even when Hashem is angry, he also, at the same time, uh, concurrently will remember to be merciful. I'm not going to add more. I'm going to have, be, have mercy on the Jewish people. No, we learned from another Pasuk, I'm going to carry their Averas. Um, one last one. The Gemara says, Unbelievable. The only reason why the Jewish people were scattered around the world between the Umos HaOlam was so that we could bring in Gerim. We are not a proselytizing religion. In fact, we know that, I'll just use the word loosely, halachically, that when a Ger approaches, we push them away three times. We push them away to make sure that they understand that 
it's a beautiful burden, but it's still a burden. We're not helping them. We're not helping them if their neshama is now a neshama of a yid and they have 613 burdens on their neshama. Right now they're a ben noach, they only have seven. So if you push someone into gerus and you end up and you end up in a scenario where they've become halachically Jewish, but they're not going to be halachically from, you've hurt them. And in fact, the Lubavitcher Rebbe was of the opinion that there's a mitzvah for Kiru by B'nai Noach, because they have Sheva mitzvahs to keep. So I ran into this scenario as a mom. I got a phone call from someone who identified themselves as a Noahide. Can you please do the circumcision of our child? Mom, dad, Jewish, nobody's Jewish. Where'd we get your number from? They gave me a name of someone in the community, Rabbi So-and-so. He's our rabbi, a from guy. He's, our, he's a from guy. So I ended up doing the circumcision. Some shilas ended up doing the circumcision. With, of course, without brachos, the baby's a goy doraisa, but he's a ben noah. So I did the circumcision. The rabbi was there. And I went over to him afterwards and said, my hi, what, <laughs> why are you that rabbi? He said, I have a chabrusa with him every single week. I'm like, why? I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, what's going on? He said, the Lubavitcher Rebbe held that because they have a neshama and because their neshama has a responsibility of sheva mitzvot. So sheva mitzvot is ben enoch. There's a mitzvah to do kiru. It's fascinating. I had no idea. Okay, so it says the Gemara, what, is this, what does this mean that we were put into the, into the Umos Olam, the, where we are right now? Right now is our opportunity to generate more game. What does the Pasuk say? I'm going to plant in the ground. Nobody plants a, a, a fixed amount of seeds to bring in a lot more. So the Mephor point out that what we're talking about is as follows, and this is really a very powerful idea. If our consequence for not being good was to just be scattered amongst the world, the Kodesh Baruch would have given us another punishment. Instead, it's the opposite, is that we are specifically being given this so that you can, no, you got to earn your keep now. You got to go out there and you got to make sure that you're a light unto the nations, that your mom is doing your job. And that's what the, this Gemara is referencing according to some of the Mephorshim. Rav Yochanan Amar Mehacha was from a different Pasuk, Berachamti Es Lo Ruchama. Uh, that uh, we're going to have mercy on those who, who don't yet have mercy on them. They don't see all of the godless of the Torah yet. They're not yet obligated in the whole Torah. So that is what this Pasuk means to teach us that we were only put among the Umo Sa'olam, Gerim, to increase the number of Gerim, not by active uh, uh, proselytizing, but by Mamish being a walking Kiddush Hashem, that people should see if this is the Torah, if this is how happy, if this is how happy the person is, then, uh, then that's a remarkable thing. I was just learning a, lot, a couple nights ago with Hirsch. We were learning about this Nefshachayim, that he speaks about this idea that if you're a Yid, your, your actions make a huge difference. They impact the, 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 all of the Olamos and all of the Spheros. If, if that's what it means to be, to be a Yid, that you, you get to have that kind of impact, you have that kind of power, that's a beautiful and powerful thing and a big responsibility all at the same time. So if someone who's not, not yet part of the fold, who's, who's still not a Yid, they're not yet... Zoha to have all 613 commandments as a burden on their neshama, then we should be we should be that light for them to see how beautiful it actually is to be a yid. We'll stop here. Mir Hashem will pick up tomorrow night, two thirds of the way down at Amar Rav Yochanan Mishur Hashem Ben Yochai. Have a beautiful night.